0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Student Pages podcast. I'm joined by the Dixon brothers. Thank you for coming on, by the way, Justin and Adrian. Really appreciate it. Oh, man, it's uh, good to pleasure. be
1: here. Good to be
0: here. But how how did you guys how did you guys start? By the way, you know, with with, with DJing and presenting.
1: It's a long old um, <laughs> journey. Justin, want to kick right. it off,
0: big man?
2: Yeah. Well, why not? I can talk for England. So uh, basically, we're going back to probably my tenth birthday, uh, which is several. Several years ago, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my uncle came and DJ'd at my birthday 10th birthday, and he tore it up. And I, I didn't, I'd never encountered turntables or DJing in real life before. I just like, you know, you, you go to Woolworths and get your cassettes and that was your musical diet for the day. But my uncle came through and just battered my party. And from then on, there was always a kind of a an awe of turntable use to crafter party and then we actually managed to start making it happen kind of coming towards the end of the uh, 90s at at university doing our own uh, halls of residence gigs doing private parties and yeah it's just a love of music mixed with kind of an appreciation for technology and the two go together hand in hand and also you know being able to get paid to play tunes really loud it's great
0: That's so the so interesting at your tenth birthday. With this, what what kind of tunes was he was, was he playing at your tenth? You remember? Yeah, pump up I the jam, some, pump up the thing. jam. <laughs> there was a def,
2: definitely some Star Trek in there. Oh, MC Hammer would have definitely been in there. But yeah, that that, that yeah, that's probably three good ones to uh, get you started if you're looking for a, a 1994. <laughs> 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 the other thing
1: about Justin's tenth birthday is if it if it was his tenth birthday, I was six, and I was if I wasn't getting my fingers into Justin's birthday cake when no one was looking. I was observing our uncle do the same thing from a six-year-old standpoint. And it blew my mind as well in between good music, Justin's shell suit and (laughs) and, and like the technology that we were seeing. We'd never seen anything like this before and the way that he was able to command the dance floor. And as as 10-year-olds, it it sounds really well, but you you saw him do one thing and everyone moved to that and it just stuck with us. I think as we were... As we were coming up, as Justin said, creating our own lane at university, Justin went to uni first in Birmingham. And, and then I went three, four years later. And we were both on our own separate paths Like I had my own thing going on. I was, I was heavily in like the r and and hip hop world. And Justin was heavy in like the, the UK garage, four to the floor, Pod Edwards classics in that world. And then it wasn't until I sort of came back from uni and I was kind of dabbling in the garage world and Justin was doing his thing, that we were both trying to find success in our own lanes and Justin was killing a place called Plan B in Brixton. And I literally did the little brother I
2: thing and just begged him. I was like, please, please let me do no, a play alongside you. No, yes, you, did. it. you didn't. You didn't, well, beg. I, you didn't beg, man. I just pulled the drawbridge down real quick. No, you, didn't, don't you <laughs> didn't. No, there was resistance because you knew what no. it was, when I turned up. <laughs>
1: no, but all jokes aside, I've, I came back from having, I'd say, a very successful student DJ career in Birmingham, and I came back to London. It was almost like starting again. Like no one knew me in London. Anything that I built in Birmingham, it, it weren't. It weren't here. And it's a big cities is London. And Justin was doing doing his thing. And whether I begged or whether I just turned up one day at Plan B Brixton, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> then we figured out, for me, it was like, well, there was no point if Justin trying to be successful himself as a DJ and I'm trying to be successful myself. We're kind of competing against each other and that don't make any sense. i tear your us up. Uh, well, you know, we'll leave that one <laughs> for episode two, big man. <laughs> and then we started to play together in Plan B and Brixton and then it just, it kind of, we figured out that in the multiple genres that we both brought to the table, our brains work exactly the same. Mm. And then it was almost like, a, then like Justin said, you get you get paid to play music loud, but we were getting paid and and we were being able to make a career for ourselves
0: of hanging out
1: every week. It was like me and my older brother go to Brixton and smash the shit out of it. <laughs> and it was wicked. And then ever since then, we, we just... We stuck together, mum and dad, and our grandparents and our family loved it, and it kind of worked.
0: Does your uncle know that he inspired you?
1: Absolutely, yeah. literally, in every interview that we've ever given, we always reference him. I think, my, no matter where we are, like we, we took, we not say took, uh, the family came with us to Ibiza a couple of years back um, when we were DJing in what was known as Ocean Beach back then, but it's now O Beach. And our uncle was there to to see that performance, and I think we were shouting out, and um, um, we can't really talk in the mic, but we definitely shouted him out on the mic. Like the reason we're here is because of Uncle Mike. <laughs> and yeah, and, and any time we get to tell him, he's probably bored of it now. To be fair, but sure, yeah, we, we always let people know that without him and our family's love of of music, we probably wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now.
0: It's it's interesting that you guys started at uni because I live I live with three DJs in in second and third year, which is like. We had decks in the in the kitchen. It was like you couldn't really get any sleep because there's always... Was it a similar thing? You said you did You said you said did parties at like halls. Did you have it like on a... I've seen photos of people have it, they have it like over a window or something and then there's people kind of in the courtyard. Was it like that?
2: It both. I mean, you've got the ones where you're... Because you've got horse residence where you have your own little room, but then you've got other kind of accommodation which is like more flat-based. So depending where we are, depending what, what the setup would be. But yeah, my friend's flat. We... The, the turntables would be out in the kitchen table and it would just be getting battered from pretty much 24-7.
0: Were you uh, kind just, of legends at uni? Like, were you the
2: DJs at your uni? Adrian probably was. I was in amongst a clique of like maybe a group of us of about 30 strong. And within that, there were like 10, probably 10 DJs. So we'd all go to the pub or would go to your friend's house and, you know, just listen to tunes all night long and just have a, have a chill. Adrian was more on the, probably more commercially. Successful at uni because he was he was tearing up the big clubs in Birmingham. So yeah, slightly different, but still in the in the same
0: world. And you, from from that from then on, you've worked with so many different people. Like you've worked with so many big producers, but maybe not everyone who's who's heard the tunes will know who you are necessarily. I mean, I mean, who who are like some of the biggest people that you've worked with? Like the most starstruck moment you've had working <laughs> with someone. It's today, Finley. It's today, it's mate. Right, it's oh. right now. You're done. We've made it, Justin. We've
2: made it. <laughs> <Done>. <laughs> the
1: most... all oh, right. I know the most starstruck I've been, and Justin continuously reminds me of this moment, is we are, like, no, mat- no matter what success has come our way and what we're working towards, we are DJs, like, proper live and breathe it. And Jazzy Jeff is our favourite DJ in the world. Uh, the first time we got to see him perform, it was DJing in Croydon once at his bar. And, and we, I'd, I'd studied J- Jazzy Jeff's set so much that I knew every single trick that he was going to do, what track was going to come next in his like his core performance. So I remember being like, this, yeah, you, this, were, you were fanboy as hell. I was fanboy as hell. And I kept, actually, I was properly annoying because I kept calling out the next mix before you'd done oh, it, which was really, really annoying him. And then I was there with my like Jazzy Jeff summertime vinyl holding it in the air, waiting
2: to, for it to get signed and that. Not no, only that, Jazzy. On. Like, let me jump in right here, Finn. Oh, man, my God. Don't tell you, the story, big man. No, I'm, t- I'm telling it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there was a, a young lady uh, who, agent, okay. had taken a, Oh, no. Adrian was her target. I was dead meat in this in this position, and she was like, "Yeah, I want a piece of agent She was trying to make a beeline for agent all night long. And you know when you just see like a like a, a moth trying to get out the window, and it goes bink, bink, <laughs> bink. Like she, she couldn't get the agent because agent was all over Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only like had me- eyes for Jeff. <laughs> We had this hot thing trying to get him, and he was paying no no attention to that Absolutely whatsoever. not, none, none at all. Bless her, she's
1: super cool. But no, nah, that day was literally about Jeff. <laughs> and then <laughs> by working hard, we ended up sharing a stage with him at the O2. Was it about, Was it five years later, just or something like that? Might have been a bit more. Yeah, it must have been about that. Yeah, um, and we got to DJ alongside him that day. And then I totally like amboyed out the footage of me talking a very high pitched voice of excitement mm-hmm. as he was coming to. Find some more no he wasn't signing he was going to give us like a radio drop which we still use to this day you listen to the beginning of our kiss fresh show you can hear it it's in like the samples and whatnot and justin has board somewhere with me go what do i say to like, here <laughs> no comes I got it. here comes the big <laughs> Me, i'm like yeah, yeah. i totally lost my rank and your, your was voice
0: that, is cracking his shit yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah
2: Ugh.
1: Every single time since, totally always lost it when Jeff is about.
0: What does he say back to you? Is he is he nice about it, or is he like, who is this weird this fanboy kid?
1: Super nice, super mm. nice. Like, remember one day just randomly we got a DM from him on Twitter, and he was just saying like he's watching everything we're doing, and he's he, he approves of everything that Justin and I are putting out. And wow, that was, just, that was just like more fuel just to keep to keep pushing and, and keep striving and doing excellent things
0: what a big moment
1: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely I still have that dm I think I screen grabbed it about 20 times
2: over
1: a <laughs> <laughs> laptop Apple phones and that <laughs> yeah I think for me and, and just tell me if I'm speaking for you there mate but Jeff DJs like Jazzy Jeff DJ AM For my side is why I DJ the way I do and then I know Justin's got influences that helped guide him on his DJ journey and we're just like I think it'd be fair to say we're just a melting of the greatest DJs in the world and we try and like learn from them and then show it to like the next generation and to our audience.
0: DJing the, the idea of it seems so so tiring. I mean you're you're sort of going on almost like nights out all the time. Like what are your what are your sleep schedules like? Sleep when you can. <laughs> it's kind
2: of um you know, we're both we're both dads, you know, so we've got like our own family commitments in addition to professional responsibilities. There's no blueprint to it, really. It's just working out what works for you. I think that goes across, you know, from the student community, it's kind of, you know, you might have a lecture at one, so you sleep at three. Or you might have an early doors one at nine, so you get, your, you get to bed early and you come back and get a power nap in. So it's just about finding, you know, finding your own rhythm and don't feel that you have to be kind of, there's no template, you just do you.
0: Mm. But when you were, you were younger, did you go on a lot of, did it feel like you were going on a lot of crazy nights?
2: So to be
1: fair, I think we're still moving at the same speed, if not faster than when we were younger. We just feel it a little bit more now. I mean, there's, there's, when we, there's Ibiza. Again, that's usually when things start to either go wrong or right, whichever way you look at it. But we'd, we, would, we usually would do like 24 hours in Ibiza. Like you fly in, you play, so you set in the afternoon if it's like a pool party. And then we know quite a few people on the island as well. So then you go and find your mates, hang out for the day, dinner, eat. The car comes and you're back to the airport. Now, doing that in 24 hours and trying to stay on a schedule doesn't always work. So we'd, we'd flown in, did the usual thing, met, met all our friends, played. The car came after our set, we went straight back to the airport. And we're there thinking, oh, yeah, we've absolutely nailed this. Perfect. We've checked in. Lovely. Got to the gate nice and early. Oh, this is beautiful. Let's just sit here and chill because we've, we've, we've nailed this, right? And kissed. Are the what have our schedule that like they they basically are booking everything from London? So we can't really control the booking schedule from where we are. So we've got there, everything's sweet. There's a queue at the gate, and because we've nailed it, we're thinking, right, wow, we'll just sit here for a second, and I'll tell you what we'll do, we'll just close our eyes for a second, just for a little <laughs> 10 minutes. This is where we're gonna get our power nap. Because the queue's quite long to get on the plane, and there's like we never wanna be the first person on the plane because that's just long. So we we both like laid down on the on the chairs. Closed our eyes. Justin's even got the laptop on his chest. Closed our eyes. And then, like, popped the our eyes back open. The queue's gone down a little bit, but like, it's not all the way down. I'll tell you what we do. We close our eyes again for another 15 <laughs> minutes. Close our eyes. Opened them. And do you know when you wake up just disorientated? We woke up and there was no one there. And then, like, <laughs> got up all like, what's going on? Looked out, the like, the window uh, and just seen our plane taxiing on down, the, down the runway. So we would like... I don't know why we I've got up, tried to get to the window, like stop the plane. <laughs> plane takes off, and now we're stuck in Ibiza. We've got no, we've got no hotel. No, we had a hotel, no. that, but we checked out. <laughs> so, when we checked out, I think one of us kept the room key. <laughs> so we 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 were just riding our luck here. So we jumped back mm-hmm. in the car, gone back to the um, gone back to the hotel. And for some reason, the key car still works. So he gone back into the room. We're in there now. I was like, right, we can just hang out here for a second. Justin then goes, I'm like hiding in this room. And then Justin's gone downstairs. And then suddenly I've got this panicked phone call. And he's like, get out. They know. So then I grab the bags. <laughs> and actually you see me legging it through this hotel with like these suitcases under my arm. And bypass the management coming back to the room. I'm pretending like I don't know what's going on. Flown out the hotel. Now we're stuck in Ibiza for another 24 hours like and says we've got family to so have to phone home phone the wife and go look basically we're going to be here for another day and it was <laughs> the greatest day ever <laughs> it was awesome we went for a lovely tapas lunch went to a few more parties saw our friends had another sleep <laughs> and um, got the plane home so look that can happen quite a bit but that was exciting and enjoyable and there's loads of stories from our performances in Glastonbury does
0: it ever annoy your, your, your wife is it tough to have a Uh, A love life as a DJ or no not really
2: it's too late (laughs) married (laughs) (laughs) no I tell you what it's nice actually I tell you what you know we we get to earn a living doing things we love we've got to hand it up to the missus that we we couldn't do what we do without them kind of carrying doing a lot of the heavy lifting so yeah it's just like I said earlier on it's about finding balance and kind of finding your own natural rhythm for your lifestyle uh but yeah, definitely the missus have been absolute lionesses in kind of carrying a lot of the kind of the day-to-day family stuff that we're just not around to do. So the
1: the smartest play in anything you're doing where you're working unnormal hours, let's say, is just to be like just work with your cards up, always let them know what's what's happening, have your schedule and your diary open, and then you know, there our our wives and our family are super super supportive so nothing's really difficult you know we have to be responsible we can't just go out for like four day benders in yeah. Ibiza uh, that don't that don't work so you know you know you might need to be back in 24 hours but yeah now the quality in it, it they allow us to pursue our dreams
0: brilliant well that, I mean that's great advice for any uh any young DJs who might be listening any anyone who's who are doing shows in their halls at the moment and uh probably not looking to settle down but at some point
2: speaking of which for students who are learning their craft and developing their, their careers to become DJs, Adrian is launching a DJ school called Headlines, Sir. which is going to be literally the the, the, the the bridge for the next generation to come in. Historically, when we started, there was very much kind of like, oh, this is my world. You can't come in. No, no. If you, if you come in, then there's less work for me. But mm. we've learned over the years that the more you share, the more everyone can win. Which is one of the inspirations for the DJs
0: headliners. That's fantastic, that's great. What well, that's that's fantastic. How does that work then, headliners? How you, you you train people or you get them into the business or? Yeah, so I mean, we
1: felt that they sometimes only focus on just the technical part of DJing, mm. and we we know through our journey that there's a lot more to being successful. So we kind of we structured our school and our curriculum and our and the syllabus to show you the whole 360 of DJ. So yes, we are going to show you how to DJ and our tutors are the best DJs in the UK. I know from DJs who, have, who are on radio or world champions, celebrity DJs, all that sort of stuff is, is in there. So that part is taken care of. But then we also handle the, the business side of things and how to, be, how, how to have conversations with people like yourselves, how to promote yourself, how to build brands, like, it's it's all good being a DJ, but if you have no brand behind you, you could run the risk of being the best DJ in your home as opposed to being out there in the world because everyone now with the um, level of social media that you can get to, they're all building their brand, so we show you how to do that. And then the history of DJing, the, m- like music, science, all that sort of stuff all comes into it. And we've tried to make it as accessible as possible. So, you know, you'll have those that they want to being a headliner on a big phase of 15,000 is their goal. But we also understand that to be a headliner DJ doesn't mean the same for everyone. Like some people, like my son, I started teaching him when he was six and he is a very good DJ right now, but he never wants to DJ to anyone. He just wants to DJ in his room. And that is is his version of a headliner. Some people just wanna play to their, play at their, I don't know, their granddad's birthday party or something like that. So we understand not everyone's got the same goal, and we tailor our packages towards them. And, and, yeah, just trying to usher in the next generation, as, as Justin said. And it's something that we've been doing and that. And then we try to do with our show on Kiss and Kiss Fresh is to just give the platform for the next generation to shine. And if we can help guide them, then it just makes everything that we're doing even better. Yeah,
0: yeah it's, about,
1: it's, about,
2: it's about legacy, you know. And also, just very quickly, really, we, we started an initiative last year called Kiss Freshers which was actually kind of giving student DJs the, the chance to kind of join the show and flex. Well,
1: there's more than join, join the show. They, they, we gave them their own show. So... <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, it, it was like uh, when the pandemic hit, Justin and I were, well, we were... We were hearing the news on the LBC and they were talking about students and how, like, Freshers' Week is dead and, like, oh. there's, no, there's, there's, like there's, there's nothing happening there. And like Justin said at the start of this, um, this interview... Our career started at uni, mine especially kicked into overdrive because of Freshers Week. It's a whole story there, by the way, going to for everyone. <laughs> but we realised that anyone that's trying to start their, their their DJ career, possibly at uni, they're not going to have that halls of residence party or be able to do the student events. And, and also it's a really good icebreaker when you're trying to meet new people. And that's not going to be there either. So we we gave, we we came up with this idea. It came quite quickly to us to call Kiss Freshers, because we're on Kiss Fresh, put together but we gave the program director Rebecca frank at kiss a shout I said look we want to put a call out for the for student djs to submit a 10 minute mix and we would pick the best six out of those so it was like a nationwide call out and we would pick the best six out of those and give them a full hour show on kid fresh and we would basically pick those six and we'd work with them quite closely to help them with like Doing links and how to actually build an hour mix because doing ten minutes to doing hours almost two completely different things. Uh, Becca, who's absolutely awesome, just gave it the double thumbs up and said go straight away. So we just ripped straight into it and ended up, you know, putting the call out, doing doing everything for it from artwork to logos, putting the call out, choosing the, the six DJs, then producing them, then producing the show. Um, we just did it all, and it was it was nackering, but it was so worth it because the talent that came through. There was one DJ called Sophie J. Who was the first DJ who opened the Kiss Freshers six weeks? She was amazing, amazing drum and Bass DJ. Uh, I picked her, I picked her first. I heard her mix before Justin did my phone just after like 10 minutes of listening to her mix. I was like, just this girl's absolutely ridiculous. We've got to go over her. And Justin was like, yeah, listen to it, phone me back like hell yeah, she goes. And then when I talked to her, she's like, Oh yeah, I just started DJing like six weeks ago. I really <laughs> wanted to, I really wanted to pick it up at, at, at uni, but because of the pandemic there was nothing here for me to be able to do it. And I was like, well, now you want Kiss Fresh. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're bringing that one back September. So for the, for the next Freshers that come through and we'll see who's got the skills.
0: That is amazing. Well, if anyone is listening, he wants to get involved with that, go check out Kiss Freshers. And if you're just a fan of music, check out Dixon Brothers' Friday night show on Kiss. Guys, thanks so much for talking to me. Really thanks appreciate so much, bro. it. Uh, enjoy the rest of you guys then. Thanks for listening to the Student Hages podcast.